Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yes, are you? Are you? Are you indeed? Are you ready for war? another episode of the Conspiracy Farm with myself, Jeffrey Wilson, riding shotgun with my partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer, eater of planets, <laughs> Pat Militich, bratwurst yeah. <laughs> for the past week, and pasta and lasagna. Well, yeah, we are gluten-free lasagna. Of course, yes. we are hanging out here on the Fourth uh, of July holiday edition. Happy Fourth, champ. How was, you, how was your Fourth of July? I know you guys got your party coming up this Saturday's bang. What um, what's going on, man? How was your How was your Fourth? It was good. It was good. We uh, had friends over and chilled out, relaxed at the pool. Casa de Militich here, so we yeah, chilling in Iowa, man. That's and then Saturday is the is the the big soiree. You guys got a band coming, like you guys have. And the band, and, you know, we're a little concerned about the fireworks situation because it is past the Fourth of July. Mm. And it is a mandatory mandatory two hundred and fifty dollars fine for your first offense of blowing off fireworks. But I don't know if my stuff qualifies as fireworks. Is it is it like weapons of mass destruction? Bigger, what are you saying? It's bigger. That's what she said. The smallest thing we have is mortars. Really? Those are dangerous, man. Hopefully, you guys have no, some. No, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. I don't want to have uh, the cops roll up and write me a ticket. I'm really not in the mood for that. So I don't know. Well, you are Pat Militant, so hopefully that carries a little bit of water. But uh, go ahead. No, what's up? Well, I was just thinking that we were going to take the mortars, the tubes, the PVC tubes, out of the ground and make them shoulder fired <laughs> in case you know we got to deal with you know the law enforcement. And the, the, this goes back to the old That's school. That's a joke, by the way. That's of a course, joke. I of train course. law enforcement people. This is like the old school dummy move of, of doing the Roman candle battles. Yeah. yeah. Almost almost as dumb as the uh, the guy that scrapped the um, rocket assist, the boost rocket from the side of a, a transport plane. He somehow found one and molded it to the top of his 1972 Nova oh, wow. out of like, the New Mexico desert and then ignited it. And it this is one of the Darwin Awards of many years I was gonna ago. Say, you yes. can look it up, actually. Yes. Uh, what I was going to say. The, yeah. they, they figure, I think, the car got going over 300 miles an hour. Um, and then it somehow became airborne on the desert two-lane blacktop and hit a uh, cliff face like 400 feet up. And there was nothing bigger left of the car than like quarter-sized chunks. It just disintegrated yeah. inside of the cliff. And the guy that... You know, was driving obviously didn't didn't make it out of the no, fiasco. No, so no, we call that thinning the herd. Like you said, yeah. the Dar- the Darwin Award goes to this. There's gentleman. a lot of Darwin Award stuff going on nowadays. Right? I mean, every day We're seeing it. Yeah, we see it a little bit every day. I actually watched the movie Teen Wolf the other day. Remember Teen Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, and I watched about five minutes of it. You the watched other, the whole thing. Though. I watched most of it. It was just so <laughs> weird because I was like, man, this movie was like so cool back. Not cool. It was interesting to watch because. He was on the basketball team and he was dunking. Well, no, no, no. The, the Darwin Award went to them when they jumped on top of the car and like they put on "Everybody's Going Sir" and they like surfed on top of the car. Like if that would have happened today, they would like ban the movie and because well, kids, kids would have started doing it. Did that start the craze? Though I was I was wondering. I don't remember people doing that. If everybody, I don't remember like the movie "The Practice." I remember this is like a long time ago, maybe ten years ago. The the football movie The Practice where the kids would lay in the middle of the road and oh, was yeah. like the, and then kids start doing it and getting run over so yeah. I just find it interesting because if that happened today the Teen Wolf I don't know how that would fare yeah. but we digress ladies and gentlemen this is not necessarily about eighties movies this is the conspiracy farm where we don't start the conspiracies conspiracies by God we just add the water and today it's going to be a little information packed but before we get started. I had a couple questions for you, former UFC champion and Hall of Famer. We have an awesome UFC card coming up tomorrow. Yes. And uh, one of my favorites, actually both of them, Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier, a couple of my favorites, but uh, we have a super fight. The light heavyweight champion up against the heavyweight champion. You have called many of Daniel's fights, and I'm sure you're familiar with Stipe and cool right. with Stipe. What do you got, man? Who do you see Who do you see winning that bad boy? You know, um, preface this by saying literally they are my two favorite active fighters right now um daniel's done things against heavyweights you know he's just not a big guy he's an inch maybe two taller than me and obviously i fought at 170 pounds and he's out throwing heavyweights around the, the strike force grand prix yeah he uh got brought in last minute and i'll just tell the same thing i told you yeah you know i'm in a 
Showtime production meeting, and the executive producer, David Dinkins, is going around the room, and he's asking people, he's saying, you know, who do you think is going to win? Because Daniel Cormier is being brought in as a replacement for Alistair Overeem, who got hurt, and he's facing Bigfoot Silva, Cormier against Bigfoot Silva. And Daniel's half the size of Bigfoot Silva. So he's going around the room, and people are going, oh, my God, Silva's going to crush him. He's going to kill him. He's going to... He's and he gets to uh, Moro Ronaldo, and Moro's always very theatrical and fun to be around, of course. And, you know, David Dinkins says, Moro, what do you think? And he goes, oh, my God. He's, he's, Silva's going to crush him. He's just going to he's gonna rip him apart. And, uh, in, in That's Pat's Moro Ronaldo, by the way. Moro's, Moro's style. And, and uh, then he, David Dinkins asked me. I'm pretty much the last person in the room he asked him. I just go, Cormier is going to ragdoll him. He's going to throw him around and, and just crush him. It won't get out of the first round. I don't think it gets out of the first round. When you have that great appreciation for wrestlers, you know, Daniel Cormier being an Olympic-style wrestler, like that's just... Just the pedigree of athlete. I know because I've, I've wrestled with people on the Olympic ladder. I've wrestled with Olympians. I've wrestled with world champions. And it's just a different level of animal, a different level of yeah. creature than you can even imagine. Um, scary, scary human being. So I just, I knew, and I, I had watched Daniel fight, and he could punch. He could, you know, he was fine. So and he did. He, he crushed him and went on to, to win that that uh, Strike Force Grand Prix and uh, beat Josh Barnett for the championship in that. And he threw Wicked Josh slam. around. Man. Yeah, that was that was when I knew Daniel was for real. Like Josh the slam, is not a the small slam guy. that Cormier hits Dan Henderson with. Yeah, yeah, where he picks him up and literally power bombs him in onto his back. That's that's, that's Hendo. I mean, he too was an Olympic at level. Yeah, Greco. Greco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, so anyway, getting into the fight, I think that Stipe is. Um, you know, Barnett was big. Silva was big, but Stipe is big and can wrestle. Is he the pedigree of? Of Daniel Cormier, no, he's not. But I think that he is rugged enough and a good enough wrestler and big enough and fast enough that he's going to give Cormier nightmares. And in my mind, I think he has a good chance of stopping Daniel. What round and how? It would be later on. It would be later on. You know, Daniel, yeah. Daniel, Daniel does gas a little bit, but you got to remember he's going up against much bigger men. Well, especially with like I was saying before, I think uh, Stipe weighed in at two forty-five, and they say Daniel weighed in more than that, so it's like he's normally. You know, weighing in at two oh five, and now well, two yeah, two oh five. He's been able to get down to, but yeah, walking around, he's probably normally two forty. That's what he. I think I read something like he normally walks around at two forty five. So that's cool. You know, you got Stipe winning. What are your thoughts on uh? Well, whatever it is, what ailed Max Holloway in his fight against uh Ortega was it from concussion what they said, it was or a concussion? Weight? It was a concussion. Is what they said. It's just what I'm wondering is, um, when did the concussion happen? How late in camp? What are you doing? If it happened even a week before the fight, what were you doing smashing him in the face? Yeah. Number one. Um, this is a world title fight. This is a – you just you – Well, and there is a bit of conjecture as to what it was, whether it was concussion-related yeah, yeah. or weight-related because he's had issues with the weight stuff before. I listened to an interview with Dana White. And he, you know, he, he was like, I don't know when this guy's fighting again. I mean, he was really kind of frustrated with his lack of ability and professionalism to kind Well, think of, about it. I mean, there's a lot of fighters, even in world title fights, either missing weight – um, getting hurt, not showing, you know, just it's crazy what's going on. It is. It really is. Yeah, the, the missing weight thing, and I heard you talk about that at length on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. It's like you've been doing that your entire life as a, as an athlete, you know, making weight and this notion of just this lack of discipline is really. But you know what? If I wanted to sink the UFC and I was a multi, multi-millionaire or a billionaire. Which according to Google you are. Start paying fighters to pull out last minute. <laughs> That's your conspiracy. Sabotage. UFC, sabotage. <laughs> but hey, look, I mean, over and over and over, title fights that don't end up happening. It's going to take a toll. I mean, you, I, we've had this conversation. One of our first interviews on it's me speaking to you. I said this with Boss. I said this with Chevallo. I said this with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. The, the UFC is in, in an interesting situation, man. The stars are gone. They have to rebuild stars. They're, you know, Connor's now on ice. You know, there's there's how can you rebuild stars when fights won't happen? Yeah, precisely. Or people don't make way for fights. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, and you got one of your main stars out committing felonies and whatnot. So, we digress. I just wanted to make, I just wanted to get your take on that because I know uh, you know Croatian sensation, and uh, you I'm know, gonna have to watch it. You know, for I sure. Mean, uh, the World Cup tomorrow. Croatia, yeah. Croatia's four zero going into that. I so that's that. big, right? There's a lot of sports going on. Speaking of sports, and before we get into the heart of the matter, and I'm sorry if we had to. Uh, kind of uh, get into some lighthearted stuff before we get into the deepness. You know, I, the other day, 
and, and you know, anybody who listens to the show, you know, a lot of people don't have time to get into the stuff we get into, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes it seems to me a lot of people not don't not don't give a shit about what we're talking about, but but worldwide, I think priorities are just a little weird. And you know, I have to say this, man. So back in the in the days of the freaking Romans, you know, Emperor, you know, what whoever it is, Justinian during the Flavian dynasty created the the Colosseum to to have games to distract from what's going on in, in the corrupt Roman Empire. And I swear to God, man, you know, when LeBron James, not knocking his hustle, it's he's an awesome athlete, but when he went to LA and that news of him going to LA, like it broke the it took internet. Over everything. It took over everything. Yeah. Like literally everything. And people who aren't even sports people were talking about it. And I just wish We'd kind of have that same energy towards some of the stuff. A little we bit of speak passion on. about stuff that may dictate your children's lives while we're gone. Your you children's know, and your children's gone. children's lives. Yeah, yes. I mean we have uh, we have the elite out here eating children, but let's break the internet over how awesome a dude dribbles a ball and shoots it. I think that uh, what it ultimately comes down to is what's easy is easy for the human mind. What's hard is hard. And that's true. And hopefully we try to bridge that gap and, and do kind of what other, you know, what other people aren't as inclined to do. You know, and that's that's what people are going to say about me, that the militich mind taking easy things and making them hard. <laughs> things require a little bit of critical analysis, my friend, as we know. And we're going right. to do a little bit of that today. There's a lot going on. And I try to I want this episode to be to serve as. A bit of synthesis, if you will, of the last maybe year and a half of the stuff we've been talking about from the Russian collusion slash hack slash leak to so I don't even DNC. Know why, do we even have to talk about the Russian, um, the dossier or anything? Because doesn't everybody already know that that's all fake? I, I want to. I want people to kind of remember where it actually started. So, you know, as a la CrowdStrike, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, but, but I mean, you know. Obviously, we, I guess, have to go over that for the hundredth time for us anyway. For sure. But I have to say, I, I want this to be a synthesis of the last year and a half. So we kind of, as, as repetitive is as it is. Any way, though, I want you, I, I want you to sit back and I want you to be like really liberal here for a second if you can. All right. Really liberal. Do some devil's advocate of sorts. Do, do devil's advocate. Could the PP dossier and crowds, crowd strike and all this other stuff that went on, um, is it, I mean, did the DNC and Hillary Clinton and John McCain and all these people conspire along with FBI agent Strzok and several others? Is it possible that this didn't happen that way? Anything is possible, champ. Right. Doubt. But I mean, when you look and you dig through the facts on both sides and you look at the nightly news and the talk of Russia collusion, and uh, you know, I mean, Trump's personal attorney getting arrested and, and General Kelly being charged with lying. Uh, is there any way that you could say that it actually is legitimate? Again, anything is possible. But as we as we're going to lay out a lot of this stuff, it's the deep state is called the deep state for a reason. And you know what we what we what we kind of know about you and I. A lot of people who listen to the show, our fellow farmers, kind of know about. A lot of other people don't. So it's it's harder. It's it's such an interesting political time right now, champ. People's visceral hatred of, of Trump and, and of Hillary. I mean, our, our, our confirmation biases are, are just really rampant. And a lot of time we're not looking for information. We're looking for affirmation. And as we're going to kind of uh, enumerate here, we see that. And, you know, we're going to get more into the, the Russian collusion, et cetera, et cetera. But again, I want this episode to kind of serve as a synthesis. So help me out, champ, if you will. One of the things we're going to touch on is the release of the IG report. Right. Michael Horowitz's IG report on kind of uh, the, the DOJ's role, the FBI's role in the investigation of Trump and Hillary, et cetera, et cetera. Because um, it was really, really, really misreported by the news. It was, you know, the the political bias of Comey and Strzok was was painfully apparent. But the news was reporting how there was no political bias, but yet Strzok was escorted out of the FBI office like a day afterwards. Right. So if you can, we're going to, again, ladies and gentlemen, please don't mind if Pat reads a bit from this IG report because not a lot of us have the time to go through these 500 pages. So And I've, Pat, got, I've got from page 290 to 303 here, and I'm not going to read through Not going to read all of it, all but of he's just going to highlight all. some of the stuff that, that, that is really... Uh, we can go through these many pages... Um, without even reading it and just rehash. Yeah, no, absolutely, it for him. absolutely. Before I get to the parts 
the juicy, know, juicy, juicy. Where it talks about things a little more serious. Right. But, you know, you struck and Paige with her text messages back and forth, their affair going on. The insurance struck, policy. Struck getting um, nabbed and hammered on both the fact that his wife found out he was having an affair and also he and Paige were, were both active in doing their best to stop Trump from being president. And and not only just, I mean, not only, that's almost putting it lightly. They literally, oh, they, they conspired, no pun intended. They conspired to... The conspiracy farm. To the God. conspiracy farm. They conspired to wow. wiretap, as Trump said, surveil, and undermine a candidate for president of the United States. Then, These are the and, things that reach to seditious, treasonous activity. Activity and charges possible, and without I would a think, doubt, without in with, a just land, that's what would be precisely. Going on. So that's kind of what we're going to start out with with the IG report, because in my estimation, you know, going back to the Kennedy assassination and the Warren Commission, you have the Chief Justice of the United States provide presiding over what what, what we all knew to be a horseshit report. And so it's not a matter of these people's positions that we automatically assume, well, they have to be telling the truth because it's Comey, the head of the FBI. It's, it's Rosenstein. He's the uh, deputy. McCabe, it, it, who's already been it, fired. It's literally kind of the wolves investigating the hen house, in my opinion. So if you can, if you, you know, people strap up a little bit and be patient. We're just going to read uh, some excerpts from the IG report as far as what they found as far as these people's behavior hillary clinton emails um anthony weiner emails and literally the how do you, the obtuseness of you if you will of these investigators in not remembering certain heinous activities which are enumerated in these emails etc cetera, etc cetera, but they're surefire know about russian collusion so right. well here's the thing is mccabe comey struck page all these people and a lot of other agents Basically, opted to just drop the ball on the Wiener laptop, the Clinton emails, the child exploitation stuff that's in there, everything else, and just stayed focused on the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. And that was, I think, by design, when you look at it, when you when you see the things that happened. But I'm not going to read through all of this stuff. No. I'm just not going to. But Coleman met with Comey, and, and Comey... And Coleman, both basically just very vague. When uh, Coleman's journal turned up and it had, when you say Coleman, who do we know who Coleman is? Coleman is uh, uh, an FBI agent. Okay, underneath, obviously Comey at the time. But, yeah. Um, Coleman told us that he kept this is uh, in the IG report uh, response to this. Is Coleman told us that he kept regular he regularly took notes in a journal. Coleman's notes from October fourth contained the following entries: Anthony Weiner. Wiener texting 15-year-old sexually explicit, and then also on September 26th, um, iPhone, iPad, laptop, initial analysis of laptop, thousands of uh, emails from Hillary Clinton and Foundation crime against children. That's what it says. That was in his journal, and Coleman went on to testify, and they said, you know, we showed Coleman's notes from October 4th to Comey. Comey did not recall being briefed on the information contained in the notes. When asked about Coleman, Comey said he thought very highly of him and described him as a straight shooter. We asked Comey if this information was something that he likely would have put out of his mind after being informed of it in early October. Comey responded with, I don't think so unless unless the way it was passed to me was with some, you know, need to do anything. We're doing, we're running it down or something. Something that pushed it down on my priority list. So, you know, the words... Um, Child exploitation. Well, you know, the thousands of emails from Hillary Clinton and the foundation and crime against children would certainly make me put it on the back burner. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I, mean, I, it, I mean, child again. crimes against children with Hillary Clinton emails. And yeah, let's, you know what? That's not real important. Right, That's right. not real important. Let's go ahead and put off, put that off. And, I, do, I uh, don't have enough fucks to give about child exploitation, but... Uh, let's go ahead and put a couple guys... Let's sneak a couple guys into the Trump campaign, yep. though, yep. and we need to get some wiretaps. How do we do that? Oh, we've got this dossier that we've put together, Which, which we're going to get into, because it all, it all definitely links together. I mean, it's, again, the obtuseness of the, like, the higher-ups in the DOJ and the FBI, we can only fall for these kind of keystone cop moments of, like he said, um, it depends on how it was handed to me. I just, I just couldn't prioritize this in a fashion that really made it urgent. I mean, this is the head of the FBI. Child crimes against children. I mean, it, it, again, it's the 
Yeah, that goes on every day. Yeah. Goes on every day. Let's move on. Let's yeah, let's go after Russia. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's I, I just so well, continue. I mean, I'm sorry. So So I mean, again, before you read this next part, which really for me is is just beyond heavy. Clearly there's political bias in the DOJ and the FBI, from Rosenstein to Comey to Strzok. All of these guys clearly have political bias. Again, stop falling for the freaking Keystone cop. Oops, I just don't recall. And blah, 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 blah. Right. What Pat is about to read is an unbiased FBI pretty much agent investigator. And he's going to say he has no political axe to grind in this statement here. But this is the crux of the matter right here. And at Go the same it, time, this is written by a – this IG report was written by – An Obama appointee. An Obama appointee. Michael so, Horowitz. So please, people, we don't – yeah. Don't don't give it to us because you can't. You've got no basis. <laughs> no, you're standing on air currently. If you want to argue with us, the case agent this this case agent out in the Seattle area said the case agent explained his growing concern by stating, "The crickets I was hearing was really making me uncomfortable because something was going on and something was coming crashing mm-hmm. down." And my understanding, which is uninformed, because I didn't work the Hillary Clinton matter. Okay, so okay, he didn't work the Hillary Clinton matter. My understanding at the time was I am telling you people I have a private Hillary uh, I have private uh, Hillary Clinton emails number one the BlackBerry messages number two I'm telling you that we have potential ten times the volume that Director Comey said we had on the record why isn't anybody here with a big question mark like if I'm the supervisor of any CI squad in Seattle and I hear this I'm getting on with headquarters and saying hey. Some agent working child porn here may have Hillary Clinton emails. Get your ass on the phone. Call the case agent and get a copy of that drive mm-hmm. because that's how you should be. And that nobody reached out to me within like that night. I still to this day, I don't understand what the hell went wrong. So let me go back and read this. Where he says, why isn't anybody here? Like, I'm the supervisor of NECI squad in Seattle and I hear about this. I'm getting on with headquarters and saying, hey. Some agent working child porn here may have Hillary Clinton emails. That's the way that's worded. Look, it's it's easy to say somebody who's on that side of the the aisle saying, "Yeah, but it's it's Weiner's laptop, so it's you know, yeah, he was there was potentially crimes against children, but he also had a bunch of Hillary Clinton emails on there, so it's just yeah." Okay. Like you were saying earlier, it may not be directly related, you know, if you right. were to play some kind of devil's But the advocate. way that's worded sounds a little differently. Well, for sure. For sure. I mean, and that's, like I said, that's almost an unbiased kind of uh, critique or analysis of what's going on. Because he's like, um, we're talking about child abuse, et cetera, et cetera. Why isn't anybody saying anything about this? And then, like we read earlier, Comey's like, well, because this didn't rise to a level of priority for me to give a shit about. Or it could also be somebody saying, as an FBI agent, case worker, whatever, saying, hey, wait a minute, um, I'm working a child porn case on a laptop, and I'm coming up with Hillary Clinton emails that say classified, I'm probably not able to go after that. Right. Is that, could that be seen? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, you had the NYPD that's been sitting on this laptop for for a very long time, right. knowing full well its contents, and I don't know if you people uh, paid attention to what Pat just said, what they stated as the amount of emails they've had it's actually double that amount from 300 and it was like 375,000 to 675,000 is the actual number over a half a million and then they've even stated some of those were classified so that alone is a felony is a felony right but of course you know this didn't rise to the you know level of urgency for for uh, uh director comey so i mean this was an interesting ig report very much anticipated from from this gentleman like you said is obama appointed and there is and there is another one coming, another report coming. Go ahead. Right. And and the case agent then um, had a scheduled meeting on October 19th with a couple of higher-ups in the Wiener investigation. And, and this, is the, this is the agent talking, saying, and I told her I'm a little scared here. I don't know what to do because I'm not political. Like, I don't care who wins this election. But this is going to make us look really, really horrible. And it could ruin this case, too. And I said, the thing that also bothers me is that Comey's testimony is inaccurate. He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> A.K.A. Lying. He's lying. He's lying. And he got fired for it, right? Yeah, true that, true that. So this is, this is stuff that Trump already knew. 
Yeah. That's why you got fired. And so what was that page, the one you said of the caseworker? What page was that? 303, I think it was, just so everybody can yeah, go 303, themselves. 303. 303, the, 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 where it starts out, it was crickets, basically. Right. That, that's really the, the crux of kind of this whole report. But Yep. And then uh, let's see here. It says, um, observe that the case agent was getting, for lack of a better word, paranoid that, like, somebody was not acting appropriately. Somebody was trying to bury this. So the caseworker was basically stressing out, going, I can see what's going on here. Yeah. They're actively trying to hide Actively this, obstructing justice among other just huge crimes, man. Yeah. And, you know, if I mean, we could play devil's advocate as it relates to Hillary, et cetera. I mean, we could do that. But when the, the new IG report comes out, I, I don't know if it's going to you know bring the pain like I think it should. But just to enumerate, you know, for me personally, I have, you know, I don't like Hillary just because not the personally i mean it's not it's her cackle isn't it yeah well it's her it's her it's her cankles and that that sweet smell of urine that she has <laughs> the clinton's illnesses and and crimes go back you know to arkansas in the late 70s when bill was attorney general and then in governor mina arkansas where they funneled hundreds of million dollars of cocaine and hundreds of millions of dollars through so the rose law allegedly for, allegedly of allegedly. course and then it's been going on for decades vince foster ron brown these guys have been stacking bodies for decades this is a criminal dynasty that if that if they would have won it just it just freaks me out but as it relates to children you know like i said back in the day they've been doing dirt leading up to the you know some of the more recent stuff the earthquake in Haiti, the Clinton Foundation, the Clintons can't even show up in Haiti anymore. They took basically $10 billion from the country of Haiti and the true, Clinton Foundation. Very true. Absolutely. And then who was it? Uh, Laura Silsby is her name, was a young lady who was pinched trying to take 33 children across the border from Haiti to Dominican Republic. She was trying to save them. Jeff. Of course. Of course they were. But you know what's funny is most of them had parents. Well, of course. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you go to Haiti, they will the tell you what like, went My down. Kid's missing. And then Monica Peterson, so who was working for another kind of child refugee, child exploitation organization, she catches wind of this, and guess what happens to her? She dies. Monica Peterson dies while investigating the Clintons abducting children out of Haiti, among many other things. Did she die in Haiti? I know she had, is, she's the one that went there to investigate. Yeah. I'm not sure where exactly she died. Dead. Yeah. And then just kind of yeah. to enumerate, just a few more bodies. You had a gentleman by the name of Klaus Oberwein, who was a uh, Haitian official who was about to testify um, basically on the goings-on of the Clinton Foundation in Haiti. He dies. He's suicided in Miami. Doesn't all of this make you, it certainly makes me, want to, you know, you got people investigating things in Haiti and turning up dead. It makes me want to go to Haiti and investigate things. Well, I mean, if you if you enjoy self-preservation, I mean, we're already touching the third rail, champ, whether we're going to Haiti or not. Like, just the fact that we're exposing, not that we're exposing, like I said, we don't start we're, the conspiracies, we just add the water. What you just said, though, is very important. No, it absolutely whether, is. Whether we're going to Haiti or not, Haiti is hell. It is. And it's, uh, like I said, <laughs> what, what's that term? What's Haiti? Uh, I'm thinking of um, whatever. Anyway, but... To, to, Sorry, see, I'm throwing curveballs at you on purpose. See how good you are. No, that's all right, because I was trying to, whatever. <laughs> I'm sharp as a tack. But literally, you know, Laura Silsby snatches kids. Monica Peterson finds, this is just to say, this is just one aspect of some of their dirt. They're doing the Clinton Global Initiative. The Clinton Foundation is doing this all over the planet. Allegedly. Could, allegedly, of course. We could <laughs> see get what it. I, see what I'm here for? No, exactly. <laughs> that's the good cop. But, I mean, you know, from Uranium One to, you know, Clinton Cash, you know, Peter Schweitzer. I think Peter Schweitzer is the name of the Clinton Cash, the pay-for-play, the regime change. Yeah, I mean, right. this is just part of the cabal. And, it, you know, it's money. It's drugs. It's people. It's body parts. Um, you know, and Joel Davis, one of the Clinton uh, Clinton associates, if you will, and he was a part of some child rescue whatever, gets pinched for trying to have sex with two 10-year-old boys. The apple doesn't fall far fall far from the tree. Trying to, or he did, got, or he did. He was in the process of it. He got Chris Matthew, like you know that show, How to Catch a Predator. He uh, like, I think they caught him walking in with lube and you know whatever else, and they pinched his ass. But you know, why are there all these sick fucks who are doing this? Head of heads of these child organizations from the UN to anywhere else. But you know, to also enumerate some of the Clinton proclivities, let us not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that it is public record. And not a conspiracy in any way whatsoever that Clinton campaign colluded with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC to steal 
the nomination from Bernie. This is why Debbie Wasserman Schultz had to get kicked to the curb. Now, is it true? Did Bernie get a new Audi R8 and a new Lake Home out of the deal? I think he did. He did. He, he got, got about six hundred. Huh? He did. I think it was like six hundred k or something like that. That's why I can't. That's not enough, though. What a spineless worm. Who and then and they say he's going to be the Democratic nominee. Exactly. I I urge you to put Bernie in. I urge you. Well, he's going to get roasted. You know, as long as this show is around, if Bernie tries to run again, he he fucked up. He sold out. You know, they yeah. pulled his punk card and was like, you know, yeah, you you won for six hundred k. We you won. We stole it from you. You're our bitch. Shut up. You're not doing nothing. Right, you know right. what I mean? He and he did nothing. So let us not forget. You know, we start talking about colluding and criminality and corruption. You know, when Debbie Wasserman Schultz got dipped out of the DNC, who came in? Donna Brazil. Yeah. And then after she caught wind of what went down with the DNC, she saw the books. She wrote a book. She saw that Obama had oh yeah run it out of out of money. The Clintons had taken it over paid off 80% of its debt, and then basically said, we now own the DNC. This is how things are going to go. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's, that's in Donna. Those are Donna Brazil's words, not ours. And then Donna Brazil had the issue. She was scared to death for her life, right? Well, yeah, she writes a book and pretty much says, you know, after after she got let go from the DNC or whatever, she was she was scared to stand next to windows. Yeah. She was afraid she was going to get sniped. So, you know, this was she was well aware of the Clinton body count and who she was fucking with. And, you know, I'm not a huge Donna Brazil fan. And but I, I say kudos to her for in, in the face of, you know, fear for her life or whatever. You know, she, she let everybody know. Yeah, these guys are basically criminals. They stole the nomination from Bernie. Right. I mean, right. that alone. We should. Why the hell are we talking about Russian collusion? That alone is criminal activity. That's why kudos to the Becks, Elizabeth and Jared Beck. They are pretty much the lawyers heading up the lawsuit um, representing the plaintiffs against the DNC. And, you know, um, is, is it odd or coincidental that two of their witnesses, Sean Lucas, who served uh, subpoenas to the DNC on tape, you know, as well as Debbie Wasserman Schultz, he winds up dead. Seth, Seth Rich, Rich, who was also one of their witnesses, he winds up dead. It was not a Russian hack. It was a? It was a leak. Thank it you. was a leak. So, I mean, and, and to get into that a little bit, because, again, like I said in the beginning, I want this to be kind of an analysis of everything. Um, you got a thumb drive laying around? <laughs> you know, just... That's right, right. Basically, what happened? Right? That is essentially what happened. They have found out through basically what they call digital forensics that it wasn't an online hack through an online network. This was something that was done basically like through a thumb drive or whatever at the source at the server. And you know, timeline. If you were to break down the timeline or go back to some of our previous shows, but I'll do it right here. Once they found out they were hacked in late May, early June of 2016. The DNC contacted a country by the name or country, a company by the name of CrowdStrike. Now, CrowdStrike was essentially a, it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Sean Henry. He's former head of the DC FBI counterterror and Dmitry Alperovich, son of CIA double agent Mikhail Alperovich. Because if the DNC Keeping went to it all in the family, yeah, no, without a doubt. But because if, yeah. if the DNC went to the FBI, we'd be able to go get FOIA requests for this information. So they went to a private company, and that. Around late June, July is when the Russian thing started, the Russians thing. And this is before Trump was even a, a, nominee, a nominee. And then Seth Rich is killed in July. And then if you look at the Podesta emails, he's aware that it was a hack, not a, or a, a leak, not a hack. And he says something in these emails about let's make an example of this individual. And so, and then Seth Rich winds yeah, up dead. what was the term for killing somebody? I forget. What do you say? Wet works? Yep. Yeah. So yep. Coincidentally, Seth Rich winds up dead around the same time. John Podesta says, let's make an example, whoever this was, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, onset of this Russian collusion business. And, you know, here we go. Some two years later, still thumping this while we know the DNC was was pretty much colluded by the Hillary Clinton campaign. And well, in, in addition to that, the Clinton through the DNC, through Piper's Coy, I think it was Perkins Coy, goes and hires this uh, Christopher Steele, ex-MI6 right. spy. To create this fake dossier, which they used illegally to get FISA warrant. to get a FISA warrant and do what Trump said originally. They, I've been wiretapped. He's old school, you know what I mean. He's using antiquated terms, but they were wiretapping the Trump campaign. Surveillance, surveillance. surveillance. I mean, this is seditious. This is weaponizing the FBI and the DOJ. This against is against a presidential. This is uh, front yeah. runner. One political party nominee, weaponizing the nominee. FBI and the DOJ and the DNC to malign another another campaign i mean this is pretty this is that's trying besides shooting him that's as hard as you can try to change 
an, a, a presidential election. And they and they didn't. All that of that, they still couldn't do it. You know, so people have to grasp if that's actually true, all that stuff is true, which we believe it is. What's that? What we just said? What we know is it's public information. IG report. This isn't even a conspiracy right. theory. This is public information. Right. Um, you know, this is the sort of stuff a World War One, World War Two, um, any other era, and any other country probably right now, uh, people would go to the prison for life. Oh, this is banana. Re- well, this is banana republic type shit, dude. Yeah, this I mean, is this firing is, squad level uh, it, offense. It really is, and unfortunately, again, you know, our Imagine emotions people, get in the way. Pe- there's people watching us going, "Oh bullshit!" Again, this isn't this isn't machinations of Pat and my psychosis. You can find this information, all of it. We, Do some work. Do some work. Yeah, Look I mean, it uh, again, it's, it's it's not a theory. We know. Criminal activity went on in the DNC to steal the nomination from Bernie. We know CrowdStrike, essentially through certain machinations, created the Russian narrative. We know Trump was wiretapped. We know they used illegal information to get a FISA warrant. I mean, this... And we all remember the news, all the news stations, after Trump made that, that statement on Twitter. I've been wiretapped. And they're, right. like, and they're all laughing on I know. MSNBC and CNN. They're like, yeah, I know. Is freaking... He is not mentally ill. He's mentally yeah. ill. We <laughs> mentally need the, unfit. The, a, a, a Harvard doctor or psychologist has, has already declared that Donald Trump is mentally ill. He is not fit to serve as president. Oh, what do you Oh, it was true. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. That didn't work. Let's move on. Um, what, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's. let's yeah. We got to kick the can down Stormy. the road. Let's, yeah. let's get. And. and uh, Michael Cohen. Cohen. Her, Michael Cohen paid her off. Yeah. Right. But you you notice it wasn't Don Senior who got the divorce after all that stuff broke. Who was it? Don Junior. Don Junior. So was the old man covering for his son and having his attorney pay off Stormy Daniels again? It Is almost, Don Junior the kinky one again. Uh-huh. Again, this horseshit reaches the level of priority for James Comey, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Not not the fact that DNC, you know these guys are stealing nominations. It's it's who the you know nominations is fuck you know Trump's and, fucking or and Comey's brother was. What, an attorney for who? I don't doubt it. Rosenstein's wife was a Clinton attorney. There you go. I mean, again, it's the, it's, the, it's the wolves investigating the hen It's house just so. coincidence, Jeff. All no, this stuff is just coincidence. I know, I know. It's just coincidence. There's no way. There's no, no way. I know. It's no it's way. very frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully, you know, we, we can't fall for the... We cannot continue to fall for the okie doke. I mean, this literally... A lot of the things, a great many of these things we've enumerated are are treasonous. These are felonies. These are, you know, it's pretty. I'm gonna say it's unprecededented because corruption's, you know, it's like handing it's out. Big, it's like handing out speeding tickets to the Indy 500, it's, like they in said. Comparison in comparison with Gulf of Tonkin, though, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. You know, they have been doing it for. I mean, they murdered the president in broad daylight, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So right. this is, you know, did you see the video that just came out? The guy who has a video, and you're the Kennedy expert. Sorry to jump around on you. That's all right. The driver turn around and it looks like he has a pistol. That's horseshit. William Cooper came out with that. And I'm not God bless William Cooper. You know, rest in peace. I like. I dig his book. Of, uh, what is it called? Damn it! What the fuck is that book called? You've read every book on the JFK. Behold, behold the what? Behold the white horse. Something like that. I've read several books on the JFK and, and that whatever. First of all, the the, the seats were our column seats. I think they're called like they're not. They don't go down in the middle. So I mean, well, there's several reasons why that was horseshit. But um, all right, yeah. sorry. No, that's trying to get you up on a tangent. There. <laughs> don't get me you started. You started sweating more because of the JFK <laughs> stuff. I like it. So what what other subjects would you like to talk about? Well, I mean, again, this uh, we we might as well because it just happened. You know, the Awan brothers. We were talking about the Awans a year or so ago. Right. These guys were running a spy ring in Congress. They were hired by W. Wasserman Schultz and pretty much was running servers and providing blackberries for several Democratic members of Congress. For blackmail purposes, of course, right, right. and um, compromising, crop compromising our politicians. He had full access them to vote in ways that nobody ever would. He he had full access to the Congressional Credit Union. Hundreds of thousands of dollars taken out, wiring hundreds of thousands to Pakistan to his family. Was pinched at uh, Dulles International Air Dulles Airport, fleeing the country, but was charged with merely bank fraud, not espionage, not and as uh, I've said before, destruction of evidence, and obstruction you can see of it, justice. I'm sure. Uh, being charged with bank fraud, I'm sure that there were discussions of other charges. And, uh, you know, listen, Mr. Awan, what do you know? What do you know about, you know, this whole spying ring? We've got we've got it. The NSA has all the stuff that you've been doing. Right. We, we know what you've been doing. Here's your collection points around D.C. for all those blackberries. 
All the all the info getting sucked off of them. We, we well, know what this, you guys been doing. Is, we got this your is emails. A Comey-esque investigation because the prosecutors did say they looked into these espionage issues but found insubstantial evidence to charge him See, for I any of that See, I think that that's stuff. just a front. I think of course that that's part is. of the I, – I think that Awan sang like a bird. I think he got off easy. And I think that there are much bigger fish that are going to go down because of it. That's my, my personal opinion. So, you know, in – I mean, talk about the shootout at the Iwan car dealership. Yeah, People being murdered and all kinds of stuff. Well, again, like we talked about, whether it's the Iwans, whether it's Weinstein, whether we, we've called for perp walks on the show numerous times. And I don't want some symbolic arrest only to charge these guys with such minuscule crimes when they're, you know, like the Iwans. You know, bank fraud? Really? He ran a freaking spy ring in Congress. He 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 stole a server and switched it out. So he destroyed the, laptops. You're, you're under the feeling that this is not a Pakistani spy ring at all. It is not a Pakistani spy ring. They might have some some stuff going on wired back to Pakistan, but I think this is other countries, <clears throat> other countries and other countries intelligence operations involved. And it happens all the time. It's kind of a, almost like a false flag operation. We'll have this Pakistani guy do it. And we'll blame it on Pakistan when, in fact, it's another country entirely. Why don't you go ahead and say it, I think. Argue. By way of deception, thou shalt make war. I believe is that this is a Mossad operation. Um, like Again, you know, these guys, Wiener, uh, Wasserman Schultz, I think, as we said in numerous episodes, the Mossad is no joke, is really no joke. And I think this is just another aspect of one of, one of their operations. Um, so you know, should we never mention the word Mossad again? No, I mean, call it what it is. You know, some people speculate it. it's, you know, Pakistani ISI. That's cool. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I just don't. That's whatever. I mean, I just don't see Pakistani. I think it's too high level. It's too high level. This yeah. is this is this just reeks of Mossad, quite frankly. The Mossad so, is so good that they got who in? in Eli the- Cohen, man. Mossad is so dope. They got this top level spy to be the Syrian minister of defense. And I think it was the 60s or 70s. And of course, they found out who he was. And uh, executed, know, him. executed him, but but what a what an amazing thing to get somebody. I mean, come on. Well, you know, and many people think that many enemies of our mm. our nation have been, you know, put in power or in places of positions of power over, you know, the past few administrations. Without a doubt, I mean, we have. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but we have a lot of people in our government that work for Mossad, that work for the Brotherhood, the, the, the Turkish government. I mean. It, it, the, well, look up the American Turkish Council and see who's on that board. I mean, you'll just see the who's who of NSA, form, you know, Dick Cheney, Prince Scowcroft. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of players involved. That's why we often say this is a this is a chess game. This isn't checkers. And so, if you're looking at the mainstream media for your answers, you are just fucking pissing in the wind because <laughs> that is just designed to keep you uninformed. Right. Clip, clip your mic there just so it don't fall off your thing. No, sorry, that's right. It's gonna fall off the Hey, yeah, we're all right. Sorry about that. There we go. There we go. Sorry, folks. So yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm jumping down the old rabbit hole. We got the immigration issue. Well, you know the. The immigration issue came up because of the hearings on the Hill about the IG report and agents giving pretty damning testimony. Yeah. A lot of bad stuff uh, being brought to light. Well, the timing of it, too, we found very suspicious. Suddenly, it's let's focus on the kid on the border that's crying, who's been separated from mommy. Thrown on Time magazine cover with president. I mean, that was just insane. And then the little kid who was shown in the cage, which we found out was actually not really in a cage, was part of a protest. But... You know, this is, again, discernment, ladies and gentlemen. Propaganda has been made legal by our government. National Defense Authorization 2, signed by Barack Obama, has allowed for the legal use of propaganda in the American citizens. And we see it all the time. But this particular issue is one of them. The see, day- I, don't think, I think that we <clears throat> need to spend more time on this. Absolutely. Let's do say, it. Man. Say that all again. What? The whole thing? Yes. So we see it all the time. I mean, we've seen it in different issues, you know, but propaganda has been legalized by our government. NDAA. NDAA number one has allowed for the illegal, illegal, indefinite detention as well as the assassination of American citizens. NDAA two has, among other things, legalized propaganda on U.S. citizens. So, I mean, this, again, the timing of the IG report. detention without representation. Yeah, yeah. Military tribunals, it is. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I say all the time, I will never kill myself. I love my life. Pat does the same. But, you know, when it comes to these kind of conversations, the the criteria as a quote-unquote terrorist can be very vague and ambiguous. And you could literally be talking this kind of talk like we're talking. And have a different president in power well hopefully you know hopefully it, it doesn't hopefully we're not getting scooped up in this but 
worst case scenario is we could be scooped up and thrown into some kind of military tribunal, like you said, and not not be allowed representation, et cetera, et cetera. If we meet that criteria as quote unquote whatever terrorist rebel, the whatever. thing that scares me the most, though, out of all of it, is that's the end game. That's the end game that could be abused by someone who is um, just power hungry, right? Doesn't care about fellow citizens, just wants complete dominance and control, right? Uh, but what scares me the most is how we get there, and that's by, um, you know, the propaganda, that it's legal for the news to completely lie to you. That's that's what I said. It's completely legal. The Obama administration passed it, that they can lie to you, just straight-faced lie to the American public about what the news actually is. Absolutely. I mean, again, this, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I mean, Operation Mockingbird goes back to the 40s, the late or late 40s, early 50s. And, yeah, and that's, but the thing is, is when I say that again, and I think about it, it's legal for them to lie to us, but yet roughly half of the American public is battling tooth and nail for that side that passed that. I think it was Aldous Huxley who said, and I'm not the hugest fan of the Huxley brothers, but there will come a time, like he said, where we will beg for our enslavement. We will fight for our enslavement. And I see that. Our our phone is like a part of it. You know what I mean? You take somebody's phone, they'll lose their mind. But again, this is... um, it's very, very scary times we're in. You know, I, I, everyone's talking about through this immigration conversation. I love children. I love children. But listen to the conversations we have on the conspiracy farm, ladies and gentlemen. They're skinning. They're eating children. They're ritualistically abusing them. But it's crickets from the See, left on that. Most people are going to ch- tune out on what you just said. Well, that, that's their problem. They, don't, they that, don't believe it. Well, again, we say it oftentimes. It's a testament, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe it, it's a testament to your humanity. To not really understand how deep this evil goes. True. You know, you have you have two time Georgia Senator Nancy Schaefer, who is pretty much blowing the lid off of, you know, basic legal child kidnapping through the CPS. Her and her husband allegedly killed in a murder suicide. You know, these are third rail. These are third rail items. The Franklin a senator report. who had the guts to go against Child Protective Services and say they're the ones responsible for the human Child, tra- child yeah. kidnapping, sex trafficking, traffic, yeah. kidnapping, just flat out taking the kids from families, uh, you know, families that didn't have the wherewithal to have an attorney to fight back, and they just come and take their kids. Well, Dude, even if they scary, did, like like we said, like we stuff. said in Haiti, you know, they're they're taking kids from their parents. You know what I mean? Or or it, hey, this, you know what? We're gonna give Junior a better life in America. Yeah. Well, in, in this immigration conversation, again, it's the chess game, in my opinion. Trump has been rounding up these child traffickers throughout the world, freezing assets, etc. His locking down of the border has his, under, in my opinion, has his understanding of not just being xenophobic or whatever. Right. He understands the threat of ISIS and and fentanyl and heroin, and heroin, and and, and, and how trafficking through children is done through these porous borders. Right. You know that's why ten, was it twelve thousand of these kids were. Of the 12,000, 10,000 were sent by themselves by strangers. Right, and well, people don't understand that. Okay. They'll say, you can't have a wall across that whole... No, but you know what happens is, is you create choke points, right? And choke points are tactically the only way to do it. Yeah. You have to be able to control the flow coming across the border, be able to check who is who. Is who. Um, you know, that way you slow down the, the child sex trafficking, you slow down the dope, you slow down all of it. Well, in, in, intercessions, Jeff Sessions regulations on now DNA testing to get these kids, if they're going to be moved out and reunited with their parents, there has to be DNA Proof. confirmation that this is your legitimate family member. Because again, these 10,000 of these kids were just sent by themselves or with strangers or people they didn't know. Again, I mean, we... The drop in border crossings in the past month, month and a half, has dropped by like 60 to 70% because of the statements of, you know, Pence coming out, Pence saying flat out, he goes, well, we're not only not going to abolish ICE, we're adding 10,000 10, 10, more agents to the existing seven. We're more than doubling it. That's what we're doing. So while you people continue to cry and say we need to abolish ICE, um, no, we're going to well, go yeah, ahead you, and You have up. protesters who are camping and blocking the ICE offices in different cities and different states. I mean, it's, again, you do know. these people have jobs, dude? They don't, do they? I'm not sure. But, again, it's 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 the checkers game they're playing, man. They're just too in their own fields to really attempt to get the larger 4D chest or whatever you want to call it that's taking place, man. I mean, don't. 
again, like I just said, don't fucking talk to me about being pissed off about separation from children when, again, you have children being freaking... There's 900,000 homeless children that are American citizens right now. Exactly. Can we please care about them and the veterans first? Ex- thank you, Can sir. We please do. Or, or even, you know, not to make 100 it... And, in- 100 and... Okay, it's, sorry to interrupt. No, that's right, Between 120 to $150 billion a year in total is spent on illegal immigrants. And that's everything from, uh, you know, you go through the medical side of things, the education side of things, the welfare side of things, everything. You know, that's include, including ISIS, that's including the cost of just yeah. just everything. So spending $20 billion on a wall to mitigate and slow down and, and lower those costs so the that maybe we that. could maybe we could divert a lot of that money, those billions, to the homeless children of America that are citizens already. Or, you know, holding these organizations like CPS accountable. You know what I mean? It's 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 very it's very trendy to to be to give a shit about the causes that you're told to give a shit about. Right. But you know, if you dig a little deeper and find out like the again, the real chess game and diabolical shit that's going on, yeah, I mean great. No one wants children separated from their parents, but again, we, we have this going on, like you said, whether it's homeless children, et cetera. I mean it this shit is rampant, and like I, I'm tired of this kind of like trendy, selective butthurtness. And to act like it shouldn't be America first when we have these problems, it's it's look. There are some broken parts to this country, but it is by far the best place in the world to live. And people better wake up to that and understand that that all changes if you allow this flood to continue. And it's not about brown people. It's not about <clears throat> black people. It's not about any color of skin it's about being able to sustain and not have the cloward piven tactic come true i mean and like again the divide and conquer they want it to be about racial issues or ethnic issues etc the the xenophobic or whatever but you know pat you and i aren't necessarily on the same page politically but it really doesn't matter we just want life liberty pursuit of happiness the best for our children what what, i don't whatever your political spectrum as long as you're not hurting people right i don't give a shit what you necessarily believe it's just you know, that's the thing with my 4th of July party. I strongly encourage my friends who happen to be of the liberal mindset to wear a, a Hillary Clinton or Obama shirt. I truly encourage free speech. I don't agree with it. Right. I don't agree with their opinion, but I don't care. <laughs> Just make sure it's red or blue or red, white, and blue, you know, because it's the 4th of July. So Right, right. And that's, I mean, champ, we say this all the time, divide and conquer is in full effect, you know, I... Let us let us disagree. Variety is the spice of life. But at the end of the day, we are human beings before any of this madness. And honestly, we see this in in crisis or natural disaster emergency. It's it truly is a beautiful thing to watch. But we always see once the floodwaters recede, once the buildings are rebuilt after a terrorist attack, we go right back to the same extreme tribalism that keep us divided. And it's totally by design, whether it's political, racial, sexual orientation, right, left, Muslim, Christian. It's it's firing on all cylinders, and this kind of t- brings us to um, somewhat of our not going to say our final this notion I'm hearing about civil war two, if you will, and I've said it numerous times, man. I think we are being prepped and engineered towards serious serious conflict. I just sent you the video the other day in Portland where an Antifa clashed with some real heavy hitters and cats were just getting knocked out. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, the thing that I noticed most about that is that Antifa folks have horrible head movement. <laughs> well, and again, they're, they're coming... They can't duck a punch. To they're coming to a fucking war almost with, like, black cats, fireworks, and, you know, it just... Yeah, shooting I, giant... Not to say everybody on, on the right side is trained and blah, 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 but... There are some heavy hitting, well trained, well you know, on very prepared. Side, on you're the looking pres- at you're looking at a lot of veterans, a lot of combat veterans. You're looking at a lot of people who know how to fight. I mean, and really, are very, really very well armed. Yeah, and it's just the left is so gullible. These kids are so gullible that are getting sucked into this and getting talked into this into a frenzy to go out and cover your face and go right. burn buildings and burn cars. And attack friggin' your fellow Americans. And well, this it, is this it, is now being sanctioned. These like people we, are being used as pawns, exactly. Hoping, <laughs> excuse me, hoping that eventually the conservative side of the aisle comes armed and then unloads, uh, throws a bunch of hot lead downrange, and kills a bunch of these anti people, 
Now you've got lockdown. Now you've got martial law. Now it's like, we're coming to get guns. We're doing this. We're doing that. That's what they want. That's what the controllers want. Well, and that's what we're seeing, too. You know, like I said, this is a slow roll. Genocide, civil war does not happen overnight. It's a slow conditioning to no longer see your enemy as a human being. And then you have rhetoric. I mean, you know, my to keep it 100. Remember when Trump and his beginning of his campaign was like, kick people's ass. I'll pay your legal cost. That kind of rhetoric is no good. No, Maxine not. Waters saying, you know, a cost Trump administration people, don't let them move, blah, 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 because these political difference. This is ratcheting up the rhetoric to go beyond yeah, political. Yeah. And so she says she has to can't had to cancel some events because of death threats. And this is, you know, and then she says something about if you're going to shoot me, just make sure you shoot straight. This just, rhetoric. That's an eye roll. That's it, an eye roll. It, if it didn't did happen really or didn't happen, these death threats, she is ele- the, the, on both sides, whatever. The the rhetoric is being elevated, and these are the slow, the the elements of the slow slow roll I'm talking about that gets us past political differences and start making it physical. What I showed you the other day, the 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 Portland thing. I mean, this is this is a sign of of more shit to come if we do not transcend this conversation of right left, which kind of brings me to something you showed me last week, which was really powerful, ladies and gentlemen. Pat and I have been talking about Q. And the veracity of Q, who is Q, who is Q, and I'm sure people who listen to the show, everybody's kind of been following what he's been saying, he or she, whatever, has been saying. Something I found very compelling is very, very recently in one of his last, one of their last posts was a definitive timeline. He said July will be the month that the world finds out the truth. And there was just an awesome video that we're going to post the link to in this episode. But it really synthesized everything we've been talking about, how this thing's been engineered, the role of Trump, whether he's legit or not. But what's interesting, the statement that Q made about the world learning the truth in the month of July is very interesting because the main fact that I believe it was today, Congress subpoenaed the unredacted copies of the IG report. So that's that's where the real meat and potatoes will lie. I mean, just... This has been redacted heavily, from what I'm told. Oh, for sure. And we're already reading stuff about child porn and, and child exploitation, uh, combined with you know the the Wiener and Pluma and, and all Clinton of it, yeah. emails. So, so uh, the unredacted might be what Q was talking about—that the world is going to learn the truth from the unredacted copy of the IG report, and and uh, you know we'll have to wait and see if that's if that's the case. Without a doubt, without I just found it very compelling that he was you know definitely because it's been so nebulous. So many of his posts, it's been like head scratch and shit. All these crumbs he's laid out. I'm sorry, they have laid out, and it's just interesting to hear that he they gave this definitive timeline. So I'll be anxious to see here in the month of July the next IG reports coming. Um, Wouldn't it be amazing though? To be the master chief of Intel and know all this stuff, seeing every email that's important, know the meat and potatoes of these things, of what's really going on behind the scenes, because the NSA, military intelligence, knows all. They know all about every one of you. They know anything they want to know about us. And they're, you know, they're definitely all over the place, as we see, you know, NSA and, you know, the, our phones, whatever it is, you know, it's it's rampant surveillance, quite frankly, and it's actually kind of scary. But, you know, this is the world we're living in. I'm hoping... Again, I'm I'm hoping against hope that some of this Q stuff is legit, and we start seeing some perp walks with some legitimate, like our friend Craig Sawman Sawyer. They have fried up, fired up Gitmo, and I'm hoping to see some perp walks into right. that some bit. My thing is, what's your take? Is Rosenstein going to be fired in the month of July? It's hard saying. I don't impeached, doubt it. Impeached. Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt it. It's um. It's it's hard to say because if he does, you know, it just makes it look like Trump's hiding something. But again, we have the foxes. Or the wolves, or whatever, investigating the hen house. So, and the, you know, the thing is with the madness that you're talking about, with Maxine Waters and Pelosi and all these people, yeah, becoming unhinged in the Democratic Party. I have to find this. We're losing juice on the camera, so hurry up, oh, champion. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Um, well, anyway, yeah, we're gonna post the Q that Q video in this episode, and um, I, again, we're gonna hopefully, hopefully but there's a Democrat. Uh, New York, New York senator who's saying to um, Schumer, saying get the con- get this party under control and bring it back to an honest base, or I'm done. From now on, I'm supporting the Republicans. That's from a New York, a New Yorker. Wow. I so. mean, it's interesting times. We're seeing a lot of resignations, like we talked about many months ago. We're seeing a lot of people not choosing to run right. for their next term. So who knows, man? If they're as Dawkins says, running for the hills. 
run to the hills. But I mean, we will see, champ, because only right. time will tell. I didn't talk a whole lot tonight. I let you do the talking. No, we we had a nice little balance. I think. Yeah, we strike a fine balance, yeah. sir. I was there just to prompt you. Yeah, <laughs> and to throw curveballs at me to fuck me up. I know your game, buddy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this hasn't been. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Obviously, but I wanted this again to be a synthesis of a lot of information in the past year and a half or so of our shows. It's really kind of coming to a head. Whether it's the Awans just struck a plea deal, uh, whether it's the Hillary emails, uh, the Clinton Foundation, all of that, hopefully coming out and Q. It's really all really tied together. The Russian investigation and the, the horse shitness of that. Yeah. It's it's really kind of tied it together and keep coming an to an head. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on Q. I can tell you that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we will always be here to provide the information that the mainstream media. We're going to be able, we're going to be able to absorb the truth if what comes out is what we expect. We're prepared for it. And even, even if it's not, you know what I mean? I'm, again, not looking for information or i am looking for information not so much affirmation for what i already believe you know i'm i have no axe to grind i just want you know let justice be done though the heaven falls whether it's right or left because you know yeah, tr- yeah. truth is really what we're looking for yes champ another good episode thank you sir let's uh be good awesome work. to see uh hopefully you have a good time at your party tomorrow you let's... pulled the card today thank you good work. <laughs> and uh good luck to uh stipe and daniel tomorrow it's going to be an awesome card hell of a fight looking forward to it absolutely ladies and gentlemen this has been another installment of the conspiracy farm jeffrey wilson signing out peace there will always be more holla <laughs>